And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. As a wise man once said, tell them that, that I sent, sent you. you. <laughs> Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointment now. Well, Mr. Bellamo, what is going on? How you doing, man? I'm good. Um, Dwayne Casey, <laughs> you are 3-0 against your former team. You, sir, deserve a green beer. He does. Dwayne Casey earned himself a beverage, a fine beverage after this game as the Detroit Pistons beat the Raptors for the third time this season. 110-107. Again, Dwayne Casey and the Pistons beat his former team. Undefeated. Undefeated. 3-0. So I'm going to start here, and I'm going to ask this question, and I'm going to let people filter in with the answers before we get to the game. This is going to be a big... uh, We're going to need your input on this one, too, because it's... A lot if, of opinions. If this ends up being a first round matchup of the playoffs, should Raptor fans Raptor fans, are you worried about facing mm-hmm. the play, the Pistons and Dwayne Casey in the playoffs if this becomes a matchup? Because the Pistons are now three and zero against the Raps. That is my question that I will ask you guys as fans. And I will start by asking you, Mr. Bellamo, the same thing. And we will read your comments and take your, your questions, comments, and concerns. Because again, as mentioned, like to welcome everyone to the Wrap It Up podcast. Shouts to the people that are watching yes. live on Twitter, at Shell Alexander. Click in, you'll end up on Periscope. Take your comments, questions, and concerns there. Also, shouts to the people on Instagram, at Shell Alexander. Mm-hmm. And a big shout out to the podcast crew. Whether you yes. listen on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, or of course, YouTube. YouTube. Shout out to all you guys. Really appreciate it for you guys coming through and making the show what it is. Liking, sharing, subscribing. Really appreciate it, guys. Mm-hmm. Would have appreciated a better performance from the Toronto Raptors today, though. I got to say that. So would have I. Mr. Bellamo, should the Raptors be worried about playing the Pistons in the first round of the playoffs? Yes, this is why. When you're a legitimate contender, as the Raptors are, The first round is always pressure-packed because you don't want to get bounced. The Raptors have legitimate aspirations to go to the finals. Mm -hmm. In the first round, no matter who they play, you're going to kind of get a little gut-wrenching, right? You don't want to be that team that gets kicked out. What would Kawhi do? On top of that, you throw in a Detroit team that's 3-0 against them. You throw in a surgeon, Blake Griffin, who's no more uh, the player that is highlighted by dunks. He's playing great. And then you throw in Coach Casey, who's definitely got the upper hand on Coach Nurse. And it just looks like he knows what to do, the moves. And and, and listen, I'm not sitting here saying the Raptors are doomed if they play them. I'm just saying... No matter who the Raptors play in the first round, because of the high expectations, it's going to be one of those weird series. But when you add Detroit, who's played really well against them, I do have a little bit of a cause for concern. So, 
I mean, you're not the only one. There's a lot of people here. There's mm-hmm. a lot of comments here in the in the uh, chat as well. Someone here on Twitter says, "I wish we still had Coach Casey <laughs> as a coach." Wow, I mean, a lot of people um, do, but someone here on happened. Instagram says, "Team load management." Uh, another comment here says, "Casey gonna be ma- talking mad shit now." <laughs> um, here's here's my thing. Okay, I'm I'm not worried because no. he- here's the thing. We were talking about this before, yep. and I, hey, and again, this is the main reason why we do this podcast is to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not it's saying the people are wrong. Everyone's opinion. We're all here to have the conversation about what's going on with the Toronto Raptors against the Detroit Pistons. And hey. I get made fun of it in the in the Instagram chat, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm prepared to hear the backlash already. Sheldon load even ma- say load management Alexander, <laughs> right? But here's what I'm gonna say: why I want people to to relax a little, okay? So yes, Pistons have won three games against the Toronto Raptors. We know that obviously Coach Casey and Nick Nurse know each other's playbooks. Mm-hmm. We know that already. The first thing I'll say is I'm not worried about playing the Pistons. I think the Raptors would beat them in five games max if they met up in the in the playoffs. Yeah. Now, if I'm Coach Casey, you're more than happy with these three wins. But in reality, if we go back to the first game, they won on a buzzer beater. Yes. That buzzer beater win also came in a game where the Raptors were up by 20, took their foot off the pedal, Pistons come back, win at the buzzer. Mm-hmm. Cool. Second game, the Pistons win. Kawhi Leonard didn't play. Pistons won in overtime. Cool. Still a win. You're playing who's yep. in front of you. No problem. Third game tonight, the Raptors didn't play well. Right? No. They, they didn't play well. They didn't deserve to play to, they to shot win well. the game. They shot well. They didn't well. play well, though. They had moments where they yep. looked really good. And I feel like the two main reasons the Raptors lost this game was the bench and mm-hmm. also, well, the bench, meaning Jeremy Lin. But we'll get to that in a bit. Yep. And also just down the stretch, I thought they stopped running offense. The starters were really successful with ball movement. Yes. That's when the, the team looked the best this whole game. Yep. And then down the stretch, that just stopped for whatever reason. It went to the ISO. ISO Kawhi, ISO, ISO Siakam, Siakam. And Siakam's somewhat shot. crazy shot. Yeah, yeah tough shot after tough shot. Yep. And the Raptors lose. So those are the three games they've won. But let's also remember that the Raptors don't have Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka playing in this game. So True. when I add all these things together... And, and when I, Fred's first game back. Fred's first game back, also true. When I add all those things together, and I also want to add in this fact to Raptors fans, okay? I've been saying this. We're not used to the regular season not mattering. We're not used to yeah. that, right? All regular season games aren't created equally, and we're not used to the regular season, as Kawhi Leonard put it, being just practices. Now, wait, wait. Do you mean... Just because I, I have seen... When you've said that before, I read mm-hmm. the comments. A couple guys are coming. Yeah. So what you mean? I'm not paraphrasing, but what you mean is not mattering at this moment because at the beginning of the season it matters, but For just sure. not mattering in this stretch For sure. because you're pretty much stuck in the second seed. Exactly. Right? Okay. I just believe that not all regular season games are created equally. Yes. So start of the year, cool. You're yes. trying to see how the team before gels, the all star breaks, just after the all star break. You have certain games on the schedule. You're playing against Golden State. You're playing against the big boy games. That matters. Now, you would think that, hey, you would get up for a game against a former coach. But really, how many dudes is this a former coach? Like, yeah. Kawhi Leonard doesn't care about Dwayne Casey. Yeah, he has Soul doesn't care about Dwayne yeah. Casey. Kyle's not playing. Serge isn't playing. Whatever. My point is, all regular season games aren't created equally. And what that means is, when you get to the playoffs, 
every possession matters. Mm-hmm. When you watch this Raptors team, and it's a Raptors team now that's filled with vets, you have different gears. And I'm comparing the Raptors of the past to the Milwaukee Bucks that you're seeing now. Yes. In the terms that the regular season matters because it's your first taste of consistent success. For Milwaukee, yeah. Yeah, so every game matters. You're going all out, night in, night out. You're going all out because you're not new to you. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. brand new. New for the fans. For sure. But the Toronto Raptors right now are one win away from their fourth straight 50-game season. And even if you go the two years before that, they won 49 and 48 games. So that's six straight years of playoff success. Sorry, you said 49, 48. You mean 59. No, no, no. Before, so they won four straight four straight seasons. They won fifty games. Okay. And the two seasons before that, they won forty eight games okay. and forty nine games. Okay. So six yes, straight yes, years yes. of winning at least forty eight yes. games in a year in a season, right? Mm-hmm. What have we learned over that stretch? Doesn't matter where you fa- where you fall in the in the regular season. Yeah. Doesn't matter what your seating is. None of those things matter anymore. Because now it's about the playoffs. Game one, means, it all starts over again. Which means playoffs. in reality, you have to gear. You have to you have to change gears a lot in the playoff in the yep. regular season, right? You get up for big boy games. We've seen that to the extreme with all the load management games and Kawhi missing games, but also just even within the game, you see it in stretches where they're not going all out defensively. And I'm not saying that's good. And hey, could they get caught in the playoffs because you know they haven't had enough time together? Sure, that's a possibility. Yeah. But I think what it comes down to is your young guys. That's that's what your young guys, yep. right? Your young guys now are the difference from your veteran players who Marcus Gasol, Kawhi, Danny Green, Kyle, those guys got to pace themselves through the regular season. Yep. That's just where we are with this team. So I'm not worried. Because I think once the playoffs come, the Raptors are going to have their full team. Jeremy Lin's not going to play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? And with the Raptors' full team running out eight guys and going hard on both ends defensively, like Andre Drummond's dunking and yelling yeah. and shit. Like, this is their and, championship. And again. if the young guys are out there, they're gonna, there's going to be two or three veterans with them in yes. the lineup. It's not going to be a, a bench filled with the young guys, too, right? Yeah, I just think that it's not... Like, don't get me wrong. You don't want to lose these games. But my point no, is, no. it's not the end of the world. It's all right. I'm not worried because I just think that, cool, the Pistons are beating you with their team, but you don't have two of your top, what, five, six rotation guys in terms of Kyle Lowry. Every game we've played them, yeah. Either Kawhi or Kyle. So, again, all regular season games aren't created equally. These games clearly matter a lot more to Dwayne Casey than they do to the Raptors just because of where they are in the standings. And – you saw it in this game. There's still enough spurts mm-hmm. where I saw enough positives from the Raptors starters together that it made enough sense that, hey, things are going to be all right. It was just fixable things. Yeah. Like the ISO ball stuff at the end. Yeah. I brought it up to you when we saw it. There's a play at the very end where Kawhi has a ball and Detroit is blatantly squaring their defense. All on. I have three guys at Kawhi. Kawhi. And Gasol is trying to tell Pascal to cut. And Pascal's not moving. And he's not moving. He stood there. He got the ball. Turnover. Right, and it's just those are fixable things. You now go you, back, you watch film, and everything's going to be all right. You mentioned with Gasol, he's very vocal. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know around the, uh, I think by halftime he was leading the team in minutes. Yeah. Was this Gasol's best game as a, in a Raptor uniform? Um, it was up there. It was up there. I mean, he finished with nine points, Almost eleven rebounds, double. eight assists. Um, it's up there. It's one of them for sure. But again, he only took seven shots in this game. And I still think that you want, like, he has to get at least 10 shots yeah. per game 
to be his max like peak performance if you're mm-hmm. the Toronto Raptors. But he looked really good and he's getting acclimated to the offense in the sense that, you know, if you go back to the beginning of the game, Kawhi really started off slow. Raptors as a team started off one of eight. Is really a bad start for the Toronto Raptors. And early on, Kawhi Leonard didn't even hit a field goal for yep. the longest time. And there's a play where uh Kawhi was posting up. Gasol tried to throw it, throw him the pass, and it got it was a turnover. And Kawhi was kind of like, no, throw it up, throw it up, which is still what we're talking about. Your chemistry is exactly. gonna take time. Yeah, that's gonna mesh eventually. Yeah. Next time down the floor, what happens? Fred Van Fleet runs a pick and roll with Marc Gasol, passes at Gasol. Gasol in the Serge Ibaka spot where Serge is going to take that jumper, right? He gets the ball, and what's he do? Kawhi cuts to the basket, dumps it right underneath, lay up Kawhi. That's his first field goal of the game. Next time down the floor, Kawhi hits a three. Exactly. Gets Kawhi going, and we know Kawhi Leonard had a great game. He had, what, 17, I said, in the first half? 17 in the first half, yeah. In the first half. And then he went on a personal little mini run yeah. to start the third, and that's where the Raptors kind of pulled away. Yes. Great game by Kawhi Leonard. He had 33 points on 11 of 21 shooting, 5 of 8 from 3. Kawhi, in fact, has five three-pointers in each of his last two games, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Kawhi also adding in with two, with, sorry, 10 rebounds in this game. Yeah. Like, again, there were spurts where this Raptors team looked really, really good, and that's where I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yes. Places where they really struggled, the bench. And if you follow Namely this podcast, Lin. yeah, but if you and so I guess I should mention that Jeremy Lin started this game. Yes, it was Fred Van Fleet's first game back from injury. Jeremy Lin started, but then he struggled really badly in the first half. That led to the second half where Van Fleet started. Van Fleet started in his place. Freddie had a great game in his first game back. He was the second, I'd say, second best Raptor in this game behind Kawhi. He finished with 17 points, four assists in this game, four or five from three-point land. And he just shows that once you remove Jeremy Lin out of the equation, but you move into that backup point guard spot where if you can knock down open threes, you can be really successful. Open the floor more. But what did you think of Freddie in this game? Well, I mean, probably the plan was for Nurse to ease him in. Of course, yeah. with Jeremy Lin, uh, Jeremy Lin starting, mm-hmm. um, but that didn't go to plan. Yeah, and I mean it was a you know it was a big boy game for him to you know to tell Coach okay I'm good to go. Yeah, you know coming in the second half and really handle the ball, distribute it, and, and like you said, shoot well and kind of take the pressure off Kawhi who started cooking there, and then they started double and teaming them right. So he opened the floor a bit, and it like you said this hopefully well not hopefully but. This is going to start to spell the end of Jeremy Lin's minutes. And then when you get Kyle back, it's going to be a nice, perfect blend there with Freddie and Kyle going forward. Yeah, I definitely think it's a it's one thing where, to me, Jeremy Lin struggled, but it was a tough position for him to be in because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, most of the time when you're with the bench, you're playing with consistent guys. Yeah. The Raptors never had consistency in any form when you really break it down with anyone in their lineup. OG as well. But with their bench especially, right? Yep. There's no consistent uh, bench minutes for anyone just because the way that it worked, I mean, you had guys in and out of the lineup, meaning if Kyle's out, well, now someone has to start. Yeah. If Kawhi's out, well, now someone has to start. So there wasn't the consistent Jeremy Lin with Fred and OG 
or sorry, not Fred. Well, yeah, with Fred and OG yeah. or with Norm and OG, like that consistency never was there. Yeah. And when you're doing that with bench guys who aren't as good as starters, and I'm doing air quotes because it's the NBA, everybody's good, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? There's yep, yep. different levels. It just makes it more difficult for you to find consistency because the reason why guys are bench players is because they're inconsistent. Of course. <laughs> right? So it was a tough spot for Jeremy Lin, but the other thing is, Nurse, and normally throughout the year, if you follow this podcast, one of the things that I will be honest about that I've been unfair about is Nurse's rotations and how he's been using the bench and leaving the bench out there for way too long. Way too long. And that happened in this game, right? One of the reasons I think they lost this game was because in the first half. Yeah, in that second quarter, there was a very long run where the Raptors... Moreland in there, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. they had a a run there where it was a bench of Fred Van Fleet, Norm, OG, McCaw, and Moreland. And in over that stretch, Detroit went on a 9-0 run. The only points the Raptors got, they ended up getting a three, which was by Moreland. That was like, he jacked it up at the end just because <laughs> yeah. he had to, and it went in. Yeah. So the bench really played poorly there, and that wasn't a good look for the Raps. And when you think about normally when I'm crushing them, saying like, oh, that's not good and whatever, and the Pistons close on this 10-2 run, I kind of, in this instance, understand what Nurse is doing. Yes. Because now, OG, Norm, uh, Jeremy Lin, Fred Van Fleet, McCaw, those guys are now all fighting for playoff minutes. Yep. And so I understand him having a longer leash in these games. He's going to be his guys at the end of the bench. Exactly. In the playoffs. Exactly. So normally when I think that, hey... Why is the bench in for so long? And I'm I'm the first one to say, can't do that. You got to stagger you said it's Gasol. Practice, yeah. I've been saying you got to stagger yeah. Gasol, Siakam, and Kawhi. Stagger their minutes. Have two of them on at the same the time. time. That's what I would normally say. Mm-hmm. But in this instance, I actually understand what he's doing. You're getting to that moment where it's got to be, okay, who can we trust? Come and playoff time. going forward, is that what you think? Going forward for the rest of the season? I think so. Similar to yeah. what he did today? Because I think you're going to have games where you're going to rest Danny Green, just make sure that he's fresh. We know Kawhi's probably not going to play tomorrow against the Knicks. Yeah, second night yeah of it's game five, low management since my over-under. <laughs> right? Just keeping I, tabs, guys. Hey, I was wrong. <laughs> I, tr- I like to think, yeah. I, one thing I do on this podcast, I will come on and admit yeah, when I'm wrong, admit, right? It's okay, yeah. I was wrong about the load management and how many games Kawhi would miss post-All-Star yeah. break. Um, I just think that when you look at what this team, what Nick Nurse did... He gave extended minutes to Moreland, who, and it's really unfair if you think about it, Moreland and Fred Van Fleet getting, like, serious minutes together. Yeah. Now, Fred obviously hasn't played with Moreland. Moreland's playing in his second game as a and Raptor. And obviously hasn't played for weeks, too. So Fred hasn't played for He's just getting adjusted. Weeks, right? Fred hasn't played for weeks, but now you're done with that lineup out there? Yeah. That's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. That's going to be tough. And so I see what Nurse was trying to do. And the same thing happened because third quarter, how good did that Raptors team look? When everyone, the ball was moving, the hitting threes. You talked about it. You were getting hyped up when yeah, the threes well, were falling. Like, Kawhi was just chucking them up and letting them and draining them. Danny Green, too, right? And Gasol was getting the ball movement. And then they went on a little run, made it up by about 10. Yeah. And then a, a little man named Ish Smith from Detroit came out yeah. and just was grabbing tons of rebounds. And then that's what started the whole comeback for Detroit. There. Yeah. yeah. 
And then once Detroit, you you mentioned it, the Raps went on a run. I think it was like an 11-3 run. Yeah, they had about a 10-point lead in the third, yeah. Yeah, and it was all just great ball movement, great passing. The no-look by Gasol right to the corner of the Kawhi. Yep, had another one, as you mentioned, to Danny Green. And it was just drive and kick, multiple passes, guys getting open shots. And, hey, this is for people that were actually watching the full game. I'm going to say this because we have Raptors fans that will tune in and, like, chirp, 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 but they didn't watch the full game, okay? When I'm saying that Mark Gasol fits so much better in the starting lineup, these are the games that I'm talking about because Mm -hmm. offense was stalling. He's trying to get ball movement to be a a major – He was very vocal. Yes, and trying to move the ball, trying to get the ball moving so the offense didn't stall. What was one of the first things you said to me when we were watching it? You said, man, I haven't seen a Kawhi ISO yes. at all well, well, during I those said, runs. Ever, I said, whenever Gasol is on the floor with Kawhi, mm-hmm. there's very little ISOs. Yeah. It's because Mark's so good without the ball, mm-hmm. where he's going to be trying to set picks or something. And even though his shot from beyond the arc isn't really falling yet. Mm-hmm. He's still got that reputation where he can get, they'll, they'll come at him where he can get that pass to the open guy. Right. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. where he's so dangerous too. And if he has the open shot, he'll most likely drain it. Yeah. No, that's interesting. It's, it's very interesting. I think Gasol's done a really good job. Just as you mentioned, man, like, it's just you can't have those breakdowns because Kawhi then drives to the basket, mm-hmm. which is what the the complete opposite of what you were just talking yeah. about is how the Raps ended the game, right? Yeah. It was all like tough drives. Kawhi's driving into like three or four guys, getting fouled, but Steal can't get the drumming. ball up. Yep. Same thing with Siakam trying to drive into three guys. And yep. it's just not good offense. No. And especially when you don't have Kyle Lowry out there, because Kyle Lowry's just another person who can create a and shot find for a someone guy, else. Yeah. yeah. Even if you're not, even if you have Siakam who's just standing there and Mark's yelling him, or some guys that they're not knowing what to do, Kyle's going to find you. Yes. Right? And yep. that's what he does best. Yeah. So it, it just wasn't a good look for the Raps down the stretch, but let's get to some comments here. Yeah. Someone What's on up, Twitter guys? says, I understand we've never been at full strength, but Pascal's inability to guard Blake is a thing. You, I was. Good point. Good. That's a good comment. I was going to say that. I was waiting for you to maybe ask me what I thought about Siakam's game, but mm-hmm. he got burned yeah. by Griffin tonight. Yeah. Blake and Griffin, it kept, even if he wasn't on him, they kept switching to make Siakam on him. And to me, the problem with that, what ends up happening is now Siakam, after Blake Griffin goes at him how many mm-hmm. times in scores, yeah. now Siakam thinks, I got to come back down the court and, do it. and go back and at Blake. that's when he does an unorthodox shot. Yes, and that's when he got in the Rings problems. out, yeah. Siakam went 12 points on 6 of 13 shooting, and I know people are going to say... His maturity needs to... Well, people are going to say 6 of 13 isn't It's bad, 50%, yeah. But like, if you have more field goal attempts and you have points... That's not good. Yeah, that's my that's my opinion. I'm always <laughs> yeah. gonna point, I'm always gonna go there. But the defense, you're right, Blake Griffin. It's a, it's one of those things where it's a gift and the curse of Siakam's season because you you're having so much success as being a great role player. Yeah, and we're seeing the flashes and it's making everyone think, man, superstar, all star, blah 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 blah. And it's like Even, no 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 for this team. Yes, for this team at its peak powers, they need you to knock down open threes play dope-ass defense, and be hella active, especially on the defensive end, but hella active all over the floor. The ISOs and all that stuff isn't necessarily what this team needs. 
Pascal Siakam to do right now. But it's tough because you kind of got to let him go yeah. because that's what's made him good. I mean, his ball handling, it, it's exceptional mm -hmm. for, you know, a lengthy guy. Mm -hmm. The corner three is great. Yeah. I mean, you got the hottest athlete in the last couple of days, Odell Beckham Jr., yeah. wearing your jersey. <laughs> I mean, the blow-up is real, right? Yeah. But you're right. And you've been, a, you've been saying it for podcasts and podcasts and podcasts that it's just the maturity of his shots. Mm -hmm. He needs to learn his shot, his shot, shot selection. selection just yeah. a little bit better. And that, hey, that, that, I'm not saying that's never going to come. That's going to come. So that's a little bit more to be excited about. But yeah, he's, he's in a great position where he can get away with those mistakes. Yeah, right? and it's fixable, right? Yes, and that's, it is. A, that's yeah. the most important part. And you're right. You don't want to stop him because, we, we, like you said, we're in that position where we can let him go out. And majority of the times, he hits them. Yeah. But and you know what? It's probably somewhere. It's got to be up here sometimes. You know what's funny? It's probably somewhere in the middle, too. Because I think about how many times I've watched things that Siakam <clears throat> does where Casey would probably be like, you know, oh, sub yeah. out. <laughs> yes, yeah. So, like, it, it's you got to find, like, somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And Nick Nurse, with this obviously being his first coaching gig, like, head coaching gig in this situation with the stakes this high. Yep. Dealing with the Kawhi Leonard load management, night in, night out. Sometimes you need that exactly. Siakam to go yes. out and cook. You don't want him to be timid one game, and yeah. then, right? You need him to go out there when there's no Kyle or there's no Kawhi because like he, he has. needs those buckets. Like he has forty point nights, but I think twenty five point nights. In my personal opinion, I definitely think that sometimes in the offense, especially in the half court, I'd rather see the dump down to Gasol getting a touch in the half court as opposed to a Siakam ISO. Yeah. That's just me. And again, listen to what I'm saying. In the half court, I'm not saying overall, hey, hustle, run up and down the court, get the leak outs, yep. do all that. I'm saying when the offense breaks down and you're in the half court set, I'd rather see the ball get dumped into Gasol than just Siakam getting the ball and barreling towards the basket, throwing yep. it up over three guys. I mean, Siakam, and I'm just the reason I'm saying this because I'm gonna get to the other point that I have it. Siakam, he he knows who he is. Mm -hmm. Right? And like I said, it's just a maturity thing. But one other player that I mentioned to you, who I, I don't think he's found his identity yet, his identity yet and knows really what he is, is OG. Yeah. To yeah. me, OG is a slasher, a very athletic NBA player, and he should go to the net more. But he seems to think he's a shooter. <laughs> and hey, I'm giving the kid credit. Like I've said this before, even if he's 0 for 10, he'll still shoot. But he needs to find that mix of getting to the net, getting fouls, getting defenders to come to you, to getting an open guy who can actually shoot that three. You know what I mean? Instead of him being the guy in the corner mm -hmm. waiting for the ball. Yeah. It's just the useless way of just a useless body that is so athletic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, totally. Totally get it. And, and you mentioned the, the <clears throat> Siakam being so successful because he just super active exactly and he, whether it's on the offensive glass running the floor defensively turning your defense to offense and again it's all about energy and where you decide to use your energy and pascal siakam sometimes i think where we're what we're seeing is the offensive energy or sometimes it's like the lapse on defense yeah to give like oh i got an iso score on offense it's like no 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 we don't need that yet yeah chill out what we, we need, have that guy especially against blake griffin Right, we need your defense on Blake Griffin. Yes. That's way more important in this situation. And Blake Griffin is going to continually win that matchup. I mean, twenty-five points tonight yeah, for he's Blake. He's on this year, man. Four of eight from three from for Blake. Eight rebounds. 
and especially with Detroit, another reason why I think Detroit's done well against the Raptors is because of their front line of Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. If there's a weakness to the Raptors, it's their small up front, yeah. especially if you're starting Surge and Seattle. Yeah, they went small, I think, in the third quarter, too, when yeah. Kawhi just got checked in. Yeah. So Gasol helps that a bit, but at the end of the day, you still have 15 and 17 from Andre Drummond. Yeah. And when you have Drummond and Blake as your front line, most often than not, you're going to win on the boards. And then their small guys are little energy guys, too, mm-hmm. right? Uh, let's get to some comments here, though, because I did ask a question. Are Raptors fans be worried about playing against the Pistons? Uh, someone here says, uh, one comment here says, that game was pretty ugly, but in the end, it doesn't matter. As long as we're healthy, going into the playoffs, we'll be fine. Uh, someone, Another commenter says, yes, I am worried. Following comment says, I'm not worried because the Raptors are only playing eight men's bench frauds, warming seats and having beverages. <laughs> um, that kind of leads to another good question here that I saw on Twitter from Matthew. Matthew asks, who do you think will be in our eight to nine man rotation in the playoffs? Ooh. I, I have thought about this and I, I feel like I'm, I think the starters, let me know if you agree or not, but this okay. is where I'm going with this. Okay. The starters I've been, you know I'm going to say Gasol should start, right? Yeah. So we know who the starters are. Coming off the bench, I think you go eight, nine max. Yeah. But So that means three or four guys off the bench. And I'm giving those Fred. minutes to Fred, Serge, Norm. Norm, yeah. And then it's got to be one of McCaw or OG. And with those two I'm guys. I'm McCaw right now. With those two guys, though, I'm telling them, when you get on the floor, you, you are work guarding your ass off. full court. Yeah. You're playing hella defense, hard pressure, and full court pressure, trying to get turnovers. And you you don't need the offense from your guy. Hustle and defense from your eight guy. And right now, McCaw has the lead. Yeah. He's a stretch. Put his arms in. Mm-hmm. He, he gets steals. Yeah. He creates breaks. Yeah. Right? And he's been there before. Albeit not a starter or a heavy minute guy for Golden State, but he's been there. And he's coached by Aaron. And, and he he kind of he's familiar with that role where yeah. like I said, back to my point. OG doesn't really know who he is he's as a player yet, himself, and yeah. we need to figure that out now. So while he's figuring it out, take mm-hmm. a seat, yeah. eighth guy, and get McCaw for five six minutes, right? Also, too, I just think that you know, as as you're mentioning with OG here, when you can't figure that out, one thing. That- Never go stale. One thing that your coach will never be mad about is yeah. working hard on Working defense. hard, yep. You don't have to. And even using McCaw as the example, what does he do so well on offense? It's moving the ball. Yeah. You don't have to take that shot. And this is a the, the hole I think that OG and sometimes Siakam find themselves in. They're just shooting because they haven't shot the ball in a while. Yeah, exactly. And the defender's going to know you're like, going to know you're going to shoot when you keep consistently doing it, right? Yeah. So what McCaw is, exactly, he, he'll find the open guy, mm-hmm. but they also think that he might shoot his, yeah. as well, right? Yeah, I just, and so, to me, though, <clears throat> those three guys off the bench, for sure, it's going to be Serge, yes. Fred, Van Fleet, and Norm. I think those are your eight guys off the bench with that last spot going to, if you get get to nine, it's either OG or McCaw. No, just OG or McCaw. Oh, I think oh, that's oh. where it's going to. But, again, the reason why I'm going with Norm is, well, Fred, 
Fred's Fred. Yes, Fred. Oh, yeah. He was, like you said, he was one of our most important Raptors last year. For sure. So he, having didn't, him, he dropped off, but not that much, yeah. right? Having him come off the bench, <clears throat> I think, really makes your team go. He's going to give energy. You know what you're going to get from Fred. Yes. The shots might not fall every night, but he's giving you energy. He's going to give you a different change of pace off the bench. He can give you shooting on a good night. Norm, we know about Norm in the playoffs. Norm's not shook. And if Norm's shot's not falling, we at least know that he's going to bring energy and we're okay with that. And then Ibaka or Gasol. Yeah. So I'm okay with that rotation. Jeremy Lin, it's it's why the whole time when everyone's like, Jeremy Lin was bad, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Jeremy Lin's not going to matter. Fill in for time. Van Fleet's injury. Yes. Fill in for Van Fleet's injury. Fill in for in case Van Fleet wasn't hurt, but you wanted to give Kyle a couple yep. games off or just lessen Kyle's minutes in games yep. too. That's why they got Jeremy yeah. Lin. He's a backup plan, and that's okay. And now that you don't really need him, cool. Nothing to worry about here. Um, let's get to some more comments. <laughs> Someone says, only hockey fans are worried. <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep I laughing at that, but it's so true. Because sometimes when I hear people go on about this team is as good as last year's yeah, team. Yeah, exactly. Like, those and teams are not comparable. The- like, Do you know how I know that? Because Kawhi Leonard is better than DeMar. Gasol's better than AV. Do you know how I know that? Because this year's surge is better than last year's Exactly. Surge. Do you know how I know that? Because Kyle Lowry, for the most part, it has been better. healthy. Yeah. He's played a lot better. Than- Not so much pressure on him. This year's Siakam is better than last year's Siakam <laughs> by a lot. The blow up. <laughs> right? So, like, what all these people are talking about. Can I further this worrisome into a perfect segue into what I wanted to ask you and ask the fans? Because I don't know if we got to talk about it or you got. Okay. So the other game, when the Lakers played, mm-hmm. the infamous I've got. I'm sure you guys heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LeBron was <laughs> heard saying, "We'll keep in touch." Kawhi to Kawhi. The media blew it up. Is this anything? No, of no, course not. It's not guys. Just like it wasn't anything with Kyrie and Kevin yeah. Durant. Like, first off, there's no context. You have no idea what they're talking. Exactly. There's so many different things that they could be talking about, including the fact that people don't, people might not know this, but LeBron James comes to Toronto every single summer for Carabana. Yeah. LeBron James works out either, well, somewhere in Toronto while he's here. Is it at the ACC practice gym or Scotiabank Arena practice gym? Or the new OVO one? Or is it the new OVO center? I don't know. Shameless plug. (laughs) Yeah. But we know that LeBron also works out with. Uh, Phil Handy, who's a Raptors assistant. And that's the word, workout. Yeah. That's probably what it was, guys. They could have been talking about anything. Yes. They could be keeping in touch about where to work out in L.A. Yeah. in the offseason. I mean, they can't just, that's the kind of a good gesture that you say to most people anyways. I thought, when I first heard that, what I thought was, um, well, like you said, either the Toronto side of thing or Kawhi's from Southern California. LeBron now lives in Southern California. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to work out together because if you've noticed about LeBron, he's a very, very smart man as well. And he might want to see what Kawhi does in his workout regiments. Mm-hmm. Take a little bit of that with mix it in with his and every other little piece that he's taken from other, other encounters from great NBA players. Right. Okay. Now, even if he tries to recruit them guys, do you really think Kawhi <laughs> is letting anybody alter his decision he's got a very small inner circle and it's his family yeah that's the only thing that really is going to determine if anything yeah whether or not Kawhi stays signs 
or does whatever he has to do in the offseason. Also, too, Kawhi's, it's not like LeBron saying, hey, keep in touch. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. LeBron told me to keep yeah. in touch. I'm going to go to the yeah. Lakers next year. Now. Good game, guys. Yeah. Did you guys see what LeBron said to me? <laughs> no. Nah. Kawhi's like, the last person who cares about like, that. like, what are we talking? Like, like, I the don't media's got to stir happens. it up. Anyways, I thought we just had to at least touch on it. Yeah. That's it. It's nothing. Uh, let's get to some more comments. Because yeah. lots of people here fired up. Someone says uh, this uh, Twitter account is actually called at keeping Kawhi on Twitter. <laughs> I like it. But it says also... <laughs> Talk about Moreland because all the hate Lynn Sanity is getting seems a bit biased. Like he's our third string point guard. I mean, I'm not going to crush Moreland. Moreland it's a second yeah. game as well. Just like I'm not really going to crush Jeremy Lynn. Like, yeah. was he playing well? No. But no. at the end of the day, he was here to fill time until Fred came back and to give Kyle a bit of a break down the stretch. I'm not and Jeremy, Jeremy Lin came with a lot of hype, and it's granted because, uh, you know, it, we just assumed that he would be the same Jeremy Lin as he was. Nick, and that's on. Right? Also, say like that he was with the Knicks for two weeks. Yeah, right. Exactly. And like, real again, and I don't mean this real to disparage NBA anyone, but like heads. real heads <laughs> knew that Jeremy Lin isn't anything great. Although I will say, I did hear on TV someone try to say that Jeremy Lin will prove to be a bigger <laughs> acquisition than Marcus Saul. Oh, wow. I did hear that on TV by someone that will go on. Who was it? I won't, oh, okay. I won't say who was, but I'll just <laughs> move that along. Yeah, yeah. Brush that. I'll follow that. Real people that watch basketball that know, like, yeah. crush Jeremy Lin for what? Like, he's yeah. here to fill time. Like, doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, more Can't comments. Complain about the weather. <laughs> yes. Uh, more comments here. We sweep the Pistons if we play them. Gentlemen sweep if the refs help. <laughs> I, I also yeah. agree with that. Uh, another comment. Ballers aren't worried about regular season Detroit. I definitely co-sign. Uh, first round is not going to be a problem. Give me a break. Uh, we've never played our full team against them. It's a sweep. Another comment, though, from Diaz, who's one of our regular guys here, always tuning in, says, having the most points in a game don't make you clutch. That's in reference to, because there's an argument going back and forth about dissing Kawhi, which I don't know how oh, you're dissing really? Kawhi yeah. in this situation. But, hey, no no problem there. I'm not going to really worry about that because, hey, not ma not worried about Kawhi. There's a long argument here going on about, about is Kawhi? Kawhi being clutch, which, guys, like, again, clutch isn't just the very last basket. Clutch yeah. are the baskets that lead you to those last-second baskets. Yeah. And in this game, he was cooking. So, I don't know. I don't know what you want from Kawhi Leonard. Uh, more comments, though. Not worried. We have vets who have been there in the playoffs and will step it up. Plus, Kyle will. More people saying they don't care about the regular season. Again, too. The majority is to further no one's scared. No yeah, one's scared. I think, like... I think, like Listen, I, I'm not scared either. Yeah. Although I started that off with, it's just when you go in the first round as a, you know, was one of the higher seeds, a, a team that has aspirations to go to the finals. You know, there's always, it doesn't matter who you face. It's always just, let's get by the first round and mm -hmm. wipe that sweat off your forehead. Yeah. It might be a gentleman's sweep. It might be five, you know, I'm just saying Detroit for some reason, and it's probably coach, uh, coach Casey, they just play their balls off. No yeah. pun intended. Yeah, yeah. Against Toronto, right? Mm -hmm. Does it worry me where they're going to lose? No, but does it worry me where, you know? I don't. Man, they're playing them good. Yeah. They're playing the Raptors good, you know? But. Yeah. 
The other thing, too, is we'll further see. to your point, that's the way that Dwayne Casey coaches. Yeah. If you remember, pound the rock. Pound every the rock, night. hard ass. Night yeah, in, exactly. night out. And that's what you got to do when you're building a culture where you're trying to change the culture from a losing culture to a winning culture. Yeah. That's what you need to do. Casey did that. Again, we just talked about how many consecutive, like, solid, legitimate playoff winning seasons the Raptors have had. But now you're talking about getting to the next level. Yes. When you're going to the next level, part of that is realizing that there's a difference between games in March. Regular season and games in the playoffs. Exactly, exactly. yeah. And, I mean, realistically, the the Raptors out-vet them yeah. by a load, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, so. True. And uh, for the record, I do have someone here in the <clears throat> Instagram chat calling me Mr. Sheldon. I'm not worried, Alexander. Oh, another one of his many nicknames. True. True, and I'll take it, and I'll take it. Uh, but yeah, I would say for the most part, the people that are in the Instagram chat are saying that they are not worried about facing the Pistons. Uh, one thing. Well, we first of all, up, we're not even face. If the season ended today, we wouldn't. Yeah, because we wouldn't they're in the, the we face Brooklyn, which not right. I'm not about that either. I'm not worried about but, Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, someone says Bucks lost tonight. Could have gained ground. Yes, and in is out. Which could could be huge for the Bucks and down the line. Giannis rolled his ankle. Giannis rolled his ankle, but I think he's okay. He's, he's back. I think he's okay. Um, I just here's the thing. The other part about having playoff tested guys who have been there before, they're not really worried about first seed or second seed. I think Kawhi Leonard thinks take the Bucks, whether it's Milwaukee or Toronto. yeah, like yeah. they're not those guys. And I know this sounds weird, Raptors fans, but we got to remember. We are not used to this no, regular not. season not mattering like that or we're used seeding to not mattering Kyle. like that, right? Remember, I keep pointing to this. LeBron took the Cavs, that crappy Cavs team, as the fourth seed last year. Yeah. No, fourth or fifth seed last year, and it didn't matter. When everyone was crying about the playoffs mat or the regular season mattering, and he's yeah. like, oh, whatever, we just got to get playoffs and they made it all the way to the conference finals now when and the reason i'm saying that is because when you have guys on your team that their expectations are championships or making the finals seeding doesn't matter because yeah. you feel confident that you can be anybody anywhere no matter what they made him to the finals lebron yeah yes yeah he's at conference finals yeah yes yeah. yes 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 the um, finals <laughs> more comments here glad to see van fleet back was wise to start him in the third quarter Got to give yeah. credit for making that. He, he had a splint on his thumb too. Yes, I mean it. I, I don't. It was obviously wasn't a shooting hand, but I mean, yeah, got to be a little awkward, right? Totally true. But we're uh, as mentioned too. It's a left hand, which makes it a little less yeah. like it's not your shooting hand. Yeah, but still, your point guard yeah. ball handling. Exactly, it's got to be a little a little odd for sure. Um, Let's see. Looks pretty good here. There's so many comments. Uh, one says, "I, I saw chemistry. good chemistry from the rap." And it's good to see Gasol is slowly looking worth the trade. Van Fleet is a boss, came back like he didn't miss a game. And that's the thing. You won't, like, the Van Fleet you see tonight, add Kyle Lowry into the game yes. and think of that duo, right? It just doesn't stop. Yeah. And that's the Raptors at their peak. 48 minutes of good point guard. Totally true. Totally true. And I just think it's going to be. both guys. It's going to be so fun to see when this team is, is fully open. Or, sorry healthy and what's going to happen in the playoffs the game slows down every possession is going to matter but on top of that defensive possessions are going to matter and I, that's where the raptors are going to win i have a question that just what so game one two three four whatever playoffs 
How many minutes should Kawhi average playoff time? Whatever you need to win. If it takes 40-plus, cool. Yeah, I mean, if you're yeah, blowing them I out, assume you it's can give them a bit. 40-plus, yeah. yeah. It assume, better be 40-plus. Yeah, yeah, I'd assume like that. Kawhi, I'm looking at you not, right in the mirror. Yeah, you're taking not, all these load yeah. management games. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. better be giving us 40-plus. Yeah, I mean, right? it, it's, it's all... It's all a go. I, I just mean, like, it's one of those things where when someone tells you that, you know, playoffs is when they're going to lace it up, and we see it. Like, again, I keep emphasizing this point, but the gears. There are certain yeah, games you where you that. see Kawhi just yeah. like, oh, okay. He's guy. Okay. And then you see games where, like, on Friday against the Lakers, where that was a horrible game. And it looked like the Raptors, it was looked like a gym run at the Y. Yeah. Like both teams were uninterested, just going through the motions, jacking up threes, and you could just tell the difference. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because the Raptors are good enough and they win that game anyways. Right? Like that's just what I mean about how good this team well, is. Well, then th that is, is the NBA season too long then? Is this to go, maybe it's cut it down eight? The mentality of, of how much things So do changed. you think the mentality would stay the same for majority of the NBA players if they cut it down to a 72-game season? No, because I think they'd still find a way to be tired yeah. on back-to-backs or tired on whatever. And I also think just Kawhi coming off that injury also adds more so into his mentality this LeBron year. being on a minutes restriction, talking for that game, They're obviously. Taking. They're taking, oh, though. Right? They just and lost to really the Knicks today, too, by yeah. the way. Like, their minutes restriction LeBron thing is just their taking. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff going on. I'm sure you'll get to that on the ball and blast this week with Webby. You'll hey, talk about hey. that. That's a plug right it's, there. Uh, yeah. That's a plug. I like that. It's uh, <laughs> it's getting a little crazy over there. Uh, definitely getting a little crazy in LA. And hopefully, Raptors fans, we did enough to calm you guys down. But I understand. Hey, at the same time, I understand. It's not a good look. Yeah, to man, have Dwayne Casey plays go. Good, man. Yeah. yeah, to have Dwayne Casey go and beat the Raptors three straight times. It's not a good. Look. I. I want them to play Detroit, and I, I think it would be a great matchup. A lot of narratives, right? And mm -hmm. it, it would just start the playoffs, playoffs off with a bang. Yeah. Right? For sure. Close in proximity. A lot of Raptor fans in Detroit. Yeah. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Detroit is turning up the defense yes. chance because they can't get over the yeah, Raptors they were, fans. Uh, they were piping in the audio over the loudspeakers. Raptors fans, there you go, buddy. Travel. They we travel well. We're yeah. one of the best traveled in the NBA. Yeah. Oh, definitely. By far. Definitely. I, I'm. Again, it's a good look for Dwayne Casey. It's a great look for Dwayne Casey and his Pistons as they try he, to rebuild their culture. He gets some playing hard against us. Yes. Definitely. And the Raptors three games against KC, but again, I'm going to reemphasize this yep. for the people that might have tuned in late. The first game the Raptors lost, they were up by 20, Last and they lost a game at the buzzer. The second game, there was no Kawhi Leonard, and they overtime. lost in overtime, and then you have this game where there's no Kyle Lowry, no Serge Ibaka, and the Raptors play. looked really good in spots of this game. Yeah. And then they, you know... They shot well, they just got out rebounded, out hustled, and they went to the... Detroit went to the line like 10-12 more times is a contributor definitely, definitely to working hard right definitely definitely agree but yeah. we got another game tomorrow yeah i mean raptors beat the knicks i'm assuming Kawhi leonard's not gonna play maybe kyle lowry will be back yeah but either kyle way, be back. the most important thing is fred van fleet was back and he looked, looked great, great in this game so that is a positive going yep. forward and really the biggest positive is that we are one game closer to the playoffs because <laughs> please i know that's what i'm saying these games Right now, 
going to be so tough because they're not going to like, it's so difficult for them to move up or down and it doesn't really matter. So it's like, yeah, it's going to be tough, yeah. but just continue to look for Gasol to be better acclimated with the starters, which he was today. Exactly. Gain more confidence with the starters, Fred being healthy, Kyle being healthy. Yep. Those are the things that matter the most. The results, the wins and losses, meh, cool. More power to you, Casey. I'm happy. Casey was a nice guy. I'm I happy said, for him to have these moments. He deserves a green beer today. Yes. By the way, guys, the hat, yeah. Happy hey. St. Patty's. I'm Irish for the day. Hey. hey. Happy St. Patty's Day to everybody. Yep. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Wrap It Up podcast. Um, Mikey, where can people find you, my dude? Again, hit me up in the YouTube comments. I want to shout out... Uh, Guy Fogarty. Okay. He said, and I agreed. I was always talking to you, and okay. sometimes you really couldn't hear me on the mic. I apologize, guys. We got it. I got it. Hopefully, I got it straightened out. It's perfect. <laughs> Hopefully, I sound crystal clear. But again, the comments, guys, we always read the comments on YouTube. It's a little community, you know, and, and, and the comments within the comments and the little discussions, and that it's great. If you guys want to hit me up on Instagram, please do. Mike Bello underscore six. Thanks, guys. Hey, and I am Sheldon Alexander. And of course, as Mikey mentioned earlier, shout to you guys for tuning into this podcast, but as well, the ball on podcast we do, uh, it either comes out Thursdays or Friday mornings. Something like that. Something yeah. like you that. Know, depending on the NBA check schedule. Check it out every day to see when it's out. Really, it depends on when the Raptors play. Yeah. If the Raptors yeah. play on Thursday, then though. we record Wednesday. You if and the Raptors Webby play Wednesday, we talk record about it, it Thursday. Everything, not just the Raptors everything right? exactly we talk everything nba have a lot of fun with that one as and almost as much fun as we have on this one as well almost hey hey uh but this is the wrap it up podcast which you can find again live on twitter at shell alexander and we take your comments and questions there as well as on instagram at Sheldon alexander this then becomes a podcast which you can find wherever you listen to your podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, just search On Blast Podcast. Same thing goes for YouTube. Huge shouts to YouTube as that community continues to grow yes. and represent. Starting to see people's comments where they'll say, hey, you guys keep telling me to come to the comments here, and I, ha and I have been. It's pretty good. Yeah. So it's, it's funny to read those comments and see what's going on there as well. And people also seem to be appreciating where we shout out where people are listening from. Yeah. The last podcast was a huge shout because we had someone listening from Australia. Uh, a couple I thought from Greece cool. before. Yeah. yeah. Edmonton. So as I go to the chat now and I see, hey, shout out to people in Stony Creek and Oshawa and Mississauga and Saga. Uh, Calgary, Montreal. Huge shout Montreal. out to guys whether you are in canada or the united states or anywhere else worldwide we really appreciate you yeah lots of listens in korea and the united kingdom appreciate Thailand, it guys sweden shouts to all you guys really appreciate it as well we traveled the raptors it's what it is right the raptors brand raptors brand and again We're just going, a spoke well going back right? to just the conversation going back to the conversation i was having on the last podcast with the peoples and yep. talking about the OVO stuff and why that matters. That does matter. This yeah. is why that matters. Yes. Drake goes on world tours, bigging up the Raptors brand. Yes. And so now I do a Raptor, a random Raptors podcast where there's people that tune in from, you know, Kuwait. All over. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> no, like I, I didn't make. I literally just clicked on, yeah. on countries, <laughs> and I scrolled down That's a awesome. bit, and I'm like, ah, oh, Kuwait, Sweden. 
uh, Thailand, as I mentioned, Costa Rica, Singapore, Qatar, right? And it's, it's amazing. Like, hey, this is the greatest Raptor season ever. And, and this is your guys' podcast. Yeah, right. Really appreciate. We're just two guys else. that just talk. Exactly. Then you guys finish it, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We just do the talking for about an hour, yep. and then you, you guys, guys continue, continue it. it. For, for 24 days. hours, yes. seven days a week in Perfect. between the games. Perfect. Really analysis. appreciate you guys because you guys. I really did used to pray for times like this to, to rhyme, rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Peace. Thanks, guys. Come on, blast.